In the program that follows, listeners' problems are discussed by a panel of women experts. We present the Petticoat Wine. <laughs> Here to introduce the panel is the resident chairwoman, Anona Yers. <laughs> Hello, well, on our panel today we have, first of all, an attractive and experienced young model, Miss Whiplash. <laughs> and we also have an ever-popular broadcaster, Rennie No. Hello there. <laughs> and last, but by no means least, writer, journalist, actress, political commentator, housewife, mother, professional footballer, and, <laughs> and part-time water buffalo, the one and only Philistine. How do you do? <laughs> now, off we go in the first question. The first question comes from Mrs. DePoint. She asked, would the team say that men and women are equal to death? Well, girls, what, what do we think about that one? Well, I think... Sure, girl. Well, what do, uh, what do you think, Rene? Down with trousers. That's what I always think. <laughs> yes, I know you're always that, Rene. Well, we, we can always depend on Rene for a bit of honest-to-goodness, down-to-earth common sense. Nickers. And vulgarity. <laughs> and vulgarity, Rene. Thank you. And now then, what about you, Phyllis? Well, things have changed a lot in time before. They certainly have. Well, I think... Trousers! Down with trousers! Well, uh, does that answer your question? No. Good. And now... Down with trousers, and if you've been around as long as I have, darling... Thank you, Rene. Uh, thank you, Rene. 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 Thank you, Good night now from the panel and from me, Florence Nightingale. Good night. <laughs> and having stopped that program, I suppose I better start another. Or would you rather have half an hour's silence in fragrant memory of Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kendall, and Bellotti? You'll have to pay us anyway. <laughs> uh, well, in that case, we'd better have it, I suppose. And here to tell you about it is John Otto Cleese. Oh, no, it's, I'm sorry I'll read that again, again. <laughs> Reports on industry. Today we look in particular at the causes of industrial unrest. In the boardrooms across the land, directors are being made to face up to the problems of the day, often working late into the night. Hello, Benson. Yes, sir. Here's my plan. All right, where is he? Where's my husband? What on earth's going on? Um, it's my wife. It's, it's all right, dear. I can explain everything. Is this her? Is this the Susie you've been out with every night this week? This is no Susie. This is the chairman of the board. Oh, um... Oh, I, I do beg your pardon. I, I'm sorry I bothered you. I do apologize about that, sir. That's quite all right, darling. <laughs> and in some industries, positive action is being taken. Men, I have some news for you. You will no longer have to work with the fear of unemployment hanging over your head. <laughs> You're all fired. Oh. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You're a real top. Oh, it's more than I deserve. Oh, wow. <laughs> of course, many schemes have been developed to make use of unemployed men. Dr. Freud Zangler, will you explain your latest project to you? Yeah, you will be noticing inside the airtight box, he helps their unemployed men. And what do they do? Well, this box is a street cleaning machine. It moves around the street until their filthy British rubbish is sighted. See the hosepipe leading from the airtight box? Then, on the other end, we are having their nozzle. Their nozzle is placed over their sneaky rubbish. 
message. Today, thieves broke into a West End store and stole a monocle and a left boot. Police are looking for a hopping cyclops. And now, of course, it's time for your favourite cereal. Yes, the Foresight Saga is just beginning on BBC television. But if you're fed up with sitting watching TV every night, try standing. Or basket weaving, or better still, listening to radio, or even radio weaving and listening to basket. Who cares? That's your problem, don't speak to you. Whether anyone's listening or not, here is this week's episode of the serial that has listeners on the edge of their seats, reaching to turn it off. And yet, we know for a fact that several people have been following Professor Prune's remarkable tale. It's getting quite embarrassing. So now it's time to catch up with the Time Trousers. Letters early in 2017. 
the Postmaster General admitted that the five minute system had certainly had its teething troubles, but that he had felt obliged to give it a fair trial. He did not realize the size of the problem, as letters of complaint have only just reached him. And that's the news for the 30th of February, 2069. And now, the arch. Get outside and explore. Come on! The professor leapt out of his incredible trousers and the others followed. Beneath him, the ground was rough and rocky, but very soon he found his feet. Ah, there they are at the end of his age. Look at all those huge rocky mountains. If I try raising my voice, I bet there's quite an echo. There's quite an echo. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Quite, quite. How is that damn echo had built up? Built up! Are you sure that's just an echo? Just an echo? I'll just make sure. Make sure! Hello? Hello? And fill their pockets with six-foot bowlers. Who's a little fibber? I'm not. Write out one hundred times, David is a wicked little fibber. Shut. Or John will smack you. Oh, I love it when you treat me rough. David, you're fibbing. No. You're a naughty fibber. Well, fed up with being a boring old announcer. Never get the exciting bits. Or get the dull old factual links. You get all the adventure, man. You love do all the kicky parts and blue jokes. I'm not made of stone, you know. Mm. I can put on women's voices and do passion love scenes. Mm. I'm as kicky as a gummy girl. Mm. I've got a bit of imagination too. Oh yes, what? Yes. 
I can do all that. I do not mind. Oh, yeah. I can do it. I can do it. Who's a little sober? I am. After a few hours' walk, Professor Prune and his chums find themselves approaching a petrified forest. Oh, frightened! There they stopped to rest, but suddenly Professor Prune spotted something in the sky. Look, look, coming towards us. It looks like a sharp silver arrow. <laughs> it is a sharp silver arrow. Wait, Uncle. I think it came from that spaceship. What? What spaceship? The one that sat landing in front of us. Surely enough, before their very eyes, a spaceship was gently lowering itself to a firm landing. Oh. Suddenly a door on its side slid softly open and out came the sounds of soft music. Oh, yeah, it's I love her. I love her. And he loves me. 
professor and his friends were chatting with Pikelet and Boobirella about this and that and the other. Professor and Pikelet talked mainly about this and that, and Boobirella talked mainly about the other. It wasn't long, it wasn't long before Boobirella told them how the peace and purity of the universe was being threatened by the existence of an evil force. They say there is a city on Pluto known as the city of sin. It thrives on wickedness and perversion. It is not like us where all is calm and pure. There the people dwell in promiscuity and desire. Every woman is a strumpet. Every man is a silly of beast. All they crave for is to satisfy their senses. All they live for is pleasure. Pleasure. It sounds terrific. creep out of their holes. Back into their holes creep the voices of Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kenzo, Bilotti. The script was by Graham Garden, Bilotti and Andrew Fisher. The song was Bilotti's and it and the other music was arranged by Leon Cohen and played by Dave Lee and the boys. David Hatch and Peter Tithridge were the joint producers. Next week will be a leg of mutton. This week, in the words of John Otto Cleese, I'm sorry, I'll be back again. <laughs> 